Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do is we continue to address the issues between food production and food consumption on a Tuesday. Jay Truett checking in from Texas. Andrew Henderson Woo! wishing he was in Texas, but he's in the UK. Yeah, yeah look, Andrew's, well, actually, Andrew's wearing a coat today. People in the world are going to be in Texas this week, so I'm not surprised Jay Truett's there. Well, who uh, who are the important well, clearly people? Clearly, I'm not important. Texas? Well, no, I was six to say, what's different this week than every week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know, I don't know, uh, um, but all I can say is that you know they're they're going down to that border. That's becoming a very hot topic here, there in the U- U.S. and I'm sure everywhere in the rest of the world, because uh, unfettered immigration is now the topic that everybody's okay. talking about. Okay, you know why? And this really this gets under my saddle. You know why it's the hot topic all of a sudden now? We're in campaign season. And yeah. all these people who sat in these seats, allowing this to happen for the last four years at an unprecedented rate, are now campaigning. We got to stop the border. Well, you should have done that. And don't tell me that we don't have the votes. Make a difference. Stand up and say, we will shut the border. We will follow the Constitution. I have no time for these politicians, including mine, who are now campaigning that I'm going to fix the border issue. No, you haven't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't Actually, agree more. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, and I, <coughs> I'm not surprised how forthright you are over this issue. Um, but uh, that's what's happening, and I think you're right. I think uh, it's too little, too late. Mm-hmm. I uh, I ended up posting some material this week about this debate, right, and uh, and how this was all moving and. It really angered. I, so I guess you're doing something. Uh, I've never been a moderate in my life, right? I mean, I've just never been per, even perceived as a moderate. Um, but one of the things that uh, is of note, and this is to precisely the point that you made, Trent, is that we've had, we've literally had since 1988 to fix this problem. We've been working on this problem since the original Reagan package got passed, and they almost immediately realized that there were some critical flaws in what was really good immigration legislation. That was the last comprehensive immigration bill that that ever passed. And it, it has become such a political tool, and part of the, part of the problem is, is that um, we've, we've all been played by it, to fundraise for the opposing sides and people on the left should re- I, uh, the, 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 the message that I want to try to send to people. Hey, listen, so even if you disagree with me on this issue, 100%, let's say you do, that's okay. I'm fine with you disagreeing with me. I think you're wrong, but you think I'm wrong. And, but the reality is, is that your politicians are doing exactly the same thing. Mine are at this point. And they only want to talk about this issue when mm-hmm. we're when we're being asked to actually put them back in office for another two, four, or six years. Yep. And w- at some point, we have to just say no. If 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 uh, 
Uh, I talked to my lobbyist friends in town, and some of them get really deeply offended by this because they've, they're part of this mechanism that forces this to happen. They go, well, we can only do it if we can cut a deal and, and, and make, uh, make comprehensive packages pass. No. We've now proven, beyond a shadow of a doubt, in the last 40 years, or almost 40 years, that we cannot pass comprehensive immigration legislation. So let's go back and actually just segregate the issues out. 25,000 Chinese nationals, Trent, crossed the border into the United States fighting age men in the last year and a half or so. Those are the ones uh, we know about, for the record. That we know of, right? And those are just the people that we had any contact with at all. These are not these are not poor indigent refugees that somehow or another got on a boat and went to an island and snuck away from the Chinese mainland. They flew in business class to Mexico. They stayed in a hotel in Mexico, got themselves organized, paid the cartel somewhere between, depending on which report you read, somewhere between twenty five and sixty four thousand dollars apiece to be snuck into the United States, and then reported in so that they could get caught and they could get their debit card and be on their way. And they didn't ask for asylum. They just said they were coming to the United States. Um, they speak English, They uh, most of them. Um, they have uh, already some place to go. They're not hanging around in downtown El Paso you know, or McAllen, Texas, uh, looking mm -hmm. for work in a roofing company. So, so I want to interject. It's the security and, and, first and go. And, the, and the two things. Number one, I don't think we need any immigration reform, Jay. We simply need to uphold the laws we have on the books. 1988 is adequate with me. Right. Just, just follow it. Or better yet, yeah. follow the Constitution. Secondly, I reported last week that sheriffs are now saying, not that I'm reading on the print. I'm talking to people in counties who are telling me about how they're starting to feel the influx of these men, particularly MS-13 gang members who are showing up all throughout what I can speak to, the Great Plains of America. Yesterday, we had significant fires and a red flag warning in central Nebraska. I mentioned on Across the Pond, we fires around North Platte and um there are now reports there were young men. I, I'm, I'm making some leaps here, but I'm telling you, young men were reported shooting off fireworks in yeah. the area where these fires began. Uh, it's not above me to believe that these people who are coming in this country illegally are going to start doing little things like that to inflict harm and pain. Yeah. Infiltration no, I, from within it's infiltration from within. It's yeah. I mean, the, 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 the truth of the matter is that when Jay says we should have implemented what you know what happened in ninety eight eighty eight was the right thing. This is a, a this is an absolute planned assault on trying to infiltrate from within with uh, the worst of the worst from any country that chooses to send people to the United States. It's a it's an attempt to break down your your uh, nuclear family and your society. And, Thank you. Um, it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's precisely the that is precisely the target. And the fact that 
still the vast majority of Americans don't really see that as the obvious observation. It's not, I mean, all the time we have this conversation about how science matters, right? And what is science, right? Is that you come up with a hypothesis and then you, you prove the hypothesis, you observe the results, and then you confirm and the results. Well, the results are observable for what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the I, nuclear I, family I, I think, is part of this core, is of core part of this effort. See, I, I quite, I'm quite interested when Trent says, and he, he says it repeatedly, and I, I agree with him that we're all watching a movie, but this movie is waking people up in, its, in their droves. So at the end of the day, without waking people up, would this ever have been stopped? That's the point I make here. Without yeah. actually showing people what was going on, would we ever have woken to the, to the facts that this has been happening? And it's been happening for a long time. It's not just in, you see, it's happening in right through the Central Europe, from North America and from South America. And it's happening, it's happened in South America itself, but now it's happening in the United States of America at levels which are so hard to comprehend because we're talking about, you know, a new city the size of London in the last three years. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Uh, I, I still don't agree with your concept that we're waking people up in droves. The only people, like the three of us, that are talking about this and understand it were already in tune with what was taking place. We were not sure we should speak up. Now those people are speaking up. I talked to a number of people in Omaha yesterday, completely oblivious and thinking that, you know, this administration is just doing a great thing. And I I, I walked down these paths. I'm like, how can you possibly think that Well, in today's world? And that segment is growing in parts of the country. Yeah, I would agree. And I have to go to a break. So, Greg Hager, I want to remind you that his country roots will keep this nation in boots, and all good things came from folks who are wearing boots, male and female. Greg Hager is a songwriter. He continues to put his heart and soul into what it is that he believes. His experiences in life are what relates to you, what you can relate to. And here's the options. You can go to greghager.com. You can order a CD, which I suggest you do today, even if you live in the UK. And you can have him come and perform at your event. You got an event planned? If you get Greg Hager there, Greg and Andrew to come, you're going to send me a note and say, thank you for bringing us the awareness of Greg Hager. On the web, greghager.com. We're back with more Roll Route. Andrew Henderson, Jay Truett, after this. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside Jay Truett, Texas, Andrew Henderson, UK. I'm, I'm perplexed at the number of people I'm now talking to that just think we're in a great place. I, I, how can you in your, uh, we're just about to go dark. <laughs> We don't have enough reliability in our electric supply to keep the lights on. And people think this is wonderful. Well, yeah, I I think I I agree. I I don't see, I don't see the wake up. Uh, I see, I see, I do see. And I think maybe this is, this is what maybe the way it looks here uh, compared to what Andrew's getting a chance to actually see. But here, 
I do see people that are becoming aware of the issue, right? And and that discussion, you can't really ignore that. But because uh, even even the mainstream media is beginning to cover the the subject matter occasionally. But for a lot of those people, they're now coming up on, oh, well, you know, it's, I mean, we do have to take care of those people when they come here and we just give them a debit card. I guess that's okay. Um, you know, you can't, you can't just leave them on the street. No, hey, you actually we're a nation of immigrants, them. Jay. That's how we built this country. Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, yesterday. That's a good, that's a good one liner. But the only problem is that the immigrants that you're talking about came here predominantly legally. This is different. Absolutely it is. But I get that statement every day. Yeah, me too. And I, yeah. And so I, I mean, with that said, you don't really have an option um, in in that setting. And again, I will tell you, if you sit and talk to people in DC, they still insist that the only way that you can fix this problem is with a comprehensive solution that addresses every issue. And what that means, right? What that's code speak for is, is, you have to actually make people uh, you're going to have to accept the Democrats position that those people all become citizens in order to secure the border and to regulate immigration. That's really what that's code speak for. And um, the truth is we don't have to do that. I mean, again, we've tried to do, we've tried this negotiating package idea for decades Let's vote on. I don't care what order you even want to vote on the issues, but just give us a week. And on Tuesday, Speaker Johnson, call for the vote on on citizenship and move that bill to the Senate. And then take the next issue, take the next issue, take the next so, issue, so Jay, and go through. Jay, Jay, um, I'm convinced that this is a is a is a is a deflection from the real issue of the week. That's why I posed the question about the two major po- politicians going to the border in Texas, because the real issue, as far as I can see, and it, I am changing course here, but I'm going to explain it very clearly, is the change where we, as a uh, as NATO and the United Nations, have given permission for Ukraine to be part of NATO. And the request to give Ukraine cruise missiles that were they would then be allowed to fire into Russia. I think that's the, the main story of the week. Because if and the German the new German Chancellor has has realized this and den- and denied access his cruise missiles if that actually happens we sleepwalk into a nuclear war because putin has already told us that that's his big red line yeah so that's where we really are it isn't mucking about with um local issues we are at the threshold of nuclear war and so i i am seeing people wake up here to that uh, and I, you know, I, and that's why I posed the question because immigration is the big issue here. But they're going to be used; those people are going to be used for what's left 
to round up and sort out the people who are awake. That's how I see it. Okay, along those lines of World War Three, Andrew. So, yeah. truth of story, I'm not make any bones about. It. I don't listen or pay attention to any what they call news. I talk to people I know oh, and I, know. I report what it is that I know. And two weeks yeah. ago, Tony Nyhart joined me on Trent on the Loose, and he reported that unprecedentedly we have sent five aircraft carriers to the Taiwan Strait. We've never, he said he didn't, never knew, and this is a retired Air Force Special yeah. Ops. He never knew of a time we had five carriers in one location. And other than what I reported with Tony, I haven't heard anybody talk about that. This is yeah. an unprecedented military move, and nobody is saying, hey, here's what's going on with China and Taiwan, and we're there now. Is, am I wrong? Yeah. I, I, is anybody else talking about it? No, no. No, we're not, they're not going to because... Um, Forgive me, guys, but they want this third world war. Yeah, you know, they do. This is not absolutely they do. They, they it's like they want a world war two. Yeah, this is not. This is not. Uh, this is this is what they want. Uh, well, apparently somebody wanted him to be silent, Jay. Yeah, and absolutely. they got it right. That's it. Google, <laughs> Google. Like uh, yeah, they just cut him straight off. Yeah. Now I'm going to be careful what I say, or you're doing the show. I'm not going to be careful. Cut and me off comes, if you want to. Yeah, and out comes a <laughs> ukulele, and you start singing, right? And I know that's not good for people. Um, no, I, I mean, so I'm a big believer in distraction, and that we're being distracted most of the time for something. I haven't really thought about um, these big, high-profile visits. Um, truth is, it's a poor distraction. Um, just because nobody really cares what Joe Biden is doing because uh, they know it's stupid and uh, they don't really care what his administration is doing. I'm not for sure people in the United States really care what any foreign nationals are doing. And so we're in this right now in regards to immigration. They might care about other issues, but they don't care about this particular issue. And so then the question becomes, so what's next, right? And uh, we are in election season, and we do have some issues that we probably should discuss. Immigration is high on the list of what we should discuss. Um, unemployment is taking an uptick again. Interest rates went down, but are now uh, likely uh, 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 going to weigh themselves back up a little bit. And... Uh, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I uh, one of one of the things that our our family company does is private lending for um, for development and construction, and and uh, the, that demand is through the roof, which means that institutional lending is not. Um, it, it's a, it's an inst, it's an almost an instantaneous indicator. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting scenario that people are seeking alternative sources of capital. Right. Well, I would do the same thing if I were in the business. Yeah, yeah, no, and and again, we can be we can be pretty competitive in today's world. We can be pretty competitive with the big banks, right? Because interest rates are just kind of high anyway, and the risk levels are high. I get that. I understand that. But the 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 very fact that uh, all of a sudden, uh, your phone just starts ringing off the hook uh, with people that you've known for a long time, right? And they're saying, hey, I just can't do this anymore. And 
yeah, you guys are going to charge us more points, but your interest rate is basically the same and we can work with you and you understand what we're doing and et cetera, et cetera. And you go, okay, well, it, you know, you, you hang up, even though you've actually just said yes, that you're going to try to figure out how to help somebody out. And you, you know, we use underwriters and all those sorts of things too. We're, we're not trying to do this. These aren't like, you know, um, some mob loans. They're, they're uh, uh, attached. Can to you verify that? that yeah. The mob? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Uh, if I was the mob, I'd be living a lot better. Is Rob Blagojevich your lead person on getting these loans secured? No, he's really not. We use uh, we use some guy up in Idaho. <laughs> uh, so that's about as far from his name is Ray. Is his name Randy? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Actually, that's a fair question too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, no, but but we, I mean it's all part of a capital syndicate and the and the other interesting side of this thing is right and i don't know whether this is really an indicator the money flowing into private capital syndicate at this point uh and the, and all of us that participate in that the uh, uh the amount of money that's flowing into it is an astonishing amount of money oh, and really? it literally is this breakaway from traditional financing traditional structures traditional etc yeah, it's I wanna, in tens I, I, of billions I, I, of dollars i want to expand upon that when we get back to the second half roll route first remind you that certified piedmontese is a group of great plains cattlemen working together around the piedmontese breed because the piedmontese breed possesses two copies of the tenderness gene that means that your beef is going to be the most tender beef you've ever consumed. I can verify that every calf is tested to make sure it's present. You don't need to go to the store. We deliver the tender beef to your door. More details about CP Beef Certified Piedmontese on the web, cpbeef.com. We're back with the second half. Roll right after this. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside Jay Truitt. Andrew Henderson, we're going to get into the economy and the money flowing into capital investment. But Jay, uh, I'm just going to retell you this. Nobody else needs to know. Um, okay. I got an interesting text message yesterday. I do not profess to be in the business of judging livestock anymore. If somebody calls and they got the right story about the kids I'm going to work with, I'm going to say yes. I'm all about the kids. But guess where I will be judging a county fair in July 2024? Is it a good one in July? Uh, Chillicothe, Missouri. You are so close, but you missed the mark. Carrollton, oh. Missouri. Carrollton, Missouri. Boom. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you, Brandon Carroll Miller. County. I look forward to that. It'll be like yeah. old home week for you and I, Jay. Oh yeah, I will. Uh, I will have to try to figure out how to be up there. You might have to be there July 11th. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, you can be my wingman. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll carry the uh, I'll carry all your equipment around. <laughs> my my equipment when I'm judging a pig show is a hat. That's it. I'm going to carry my own hat. <laughs> my my inter, my my introduction to the Carroll County Fair was the, uh, this would go all the way back like 1990, right? I get out of the car and I walk over and it's like the first event that I'm going to is the Carroll County Fair Oh wow! in, uh, in Missouri when, when we moved to Northern Missouri. And uh, 
I literally, I stepped out of my vehicle and I closed the door and a kid got drugged past me uh, by a show steer, <laughs> like within about two feet of me. And so I reached out and I grabbed the, I grabbed the halter of the, uh, I mean, he was on the ground twirling, yeah. you know, like I've been a there. Cowboy. I've been there. Yeah. Oh, we've all been there. If you ever showed steers and you haven't been drugged by a steer, you weren't really a showman, right? You don't deserve any showmanship award you ever got. But I, I reached out and I grabbed the steer's halter and and uh, and kind of slowed him down enough for the kid to kind of get up. And his mom and dad, of course, were chasing behind him. And we became fast friends for life uh, as a result of that. I I mean, that, that steer was, he was headed towards the uh, Missouri River and parts unknown. Uh, <laughs> he had no intention of going La into that show ring. <laughs> Last scene going through Multibend. Yeah. We're not sure yeah. if he's headed to the state yeah. fair or what. At 28 maybe, miles maybe an hour with a small child strapped to his side. Maybe we should give every politician their own steer to look after. Oh, while that, uh, while yeah. Yeah, that, that would sort That'd of be out. an answer. Uh, wait a minute. I contend the problem with our politicians is we have too many steers and not enough bulls leading the ship. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. I'd even put yeah. an old boss cow. Uh, over yeah. most of the years that we have, right? Okay, uh, I want to get back to this capital investment because I'm now yeah. intrigued the amount of money that certain people have to invest in different things in a time when the economy is literally in the tank. Yeah, it's a uh, well, and again, I think what I have, what I'm beginning to believe, I don't know that I'm really convicted about this very strong, but I think there's two economies beginning to 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 be created and in the past uh, uh, people like private money uh, private money lending entities private lending entities uh, didn't do a lot of things they wouldn't loan in a lot of areas uh, because the laws are really restrictive and if you do certain things right then you come under the the uh, Dodd-Frank Act etc and so you have to avoid that but you also want to try to secure your loans and make sure that you're doing things in a real business-like way. Um, what I what I see happening is that um, the private, the, the syndicates that, uh, again, that we work through and that do the underwriting and all those sorts of things, they, they are beginning to uh, uh, do commercial loans, um, straight up commercial loans. They're doing mixed use building loans. They're doing a bunch of stuff that FMHA and uh, USDA wouldn't guarantee on a bet. Um, they loan money on uh, trailer houses, for example, now as long as they're set on a foundation or that the wheels and axles are off right kind of thing uh, so that it's a permanent structure, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, including and this was the big change this week. Um, I had a meeting yesterday, and they they announced that they were going to uh, start actually lending some funding out on ground up development. And in the past, that's all that's been the exclusive territory of big banks and uh, venture capital to do that kind of lending, and and just people spending their own private money. Um, and it's because the demand has been so high. They've had so many people uh, literally just begging them to jump into this sphere. And 
you know, again, in the past, our interest rates weren't necessarily always competitive. We were kind of a lender of last resort. Uh, not the case necessarily today. We can find, I mean, I, uh, I can find money. We're financing our own projects through these, through these syndicate programs now. And uh, here's, the, here's and, the thing. What you're, what you're telling us here is actually, I'm intrigued, but I, I can also see why. Um, aren't people realizing their money and saying, right, we need to control our own money in a way we've never had to before? Because are the banks really financially stable? That's the first question you have, you have to ask. And isn't this a, a sign that people are pulling their money out and looking at new ways to get a return on investment without going through uh, any attachment to government or to what I would call high street banks? I, I think this is... Uh, I agree with Andrew. Well, so the, 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 next, the next question, the next question, so if we, if we think that people are making this transition somewhat based yeah. on the fear of the future banking infrastructure. Our, yeah. our key to success becomes when we can actually, uh, now I'm speaking as a lender, which is a real sidebar for my world, right? But um, if, if you're speaking as one of those people that sat in those meetings once a week, you know, and you listen to what's going on in the industry, et cetera. Uh, and, and I started yesterday asking the question, so at what point are we going to get involved in agriculture loans and agriculture operating notes and, and, and those kinds I, I, I of things? I was going to ask you, if I submit an application for a loan and a balance sheet, will you come and count cows to see if it matches my inventory on my balance sheet? Well, so the interesting <laughs> thing is, I think, I think in the future we will, right? Yeah. And no, you'll just I send think, a drone. You'll send a yeah. drone. Yeah, we may do that, actually, right? It's just uh, get a I mean, I'm serious. That's, that's going to happen, future. isn't it? It's going to be a lot easier, yeah. I I think there is a way to do it. It's easier to do it in row crop production agriculture, right, than it is on livestock for a variety of reasons. Um, but um, right. Now you are sounding make... like a traditional banker. That's exactly what every banker tells me. Well, if you were in the row crop, we could do this, this, and this. Yeah, because you yeah. get a government payment. If you're in livestock, we're kind of limited on what we can do. Well, for me, I think for it's me... the opposite of that trend. I think the government payment is the bit that's not going to be guaranteed anymore. I think it's the opposite yeah. of what you're saying. No, I, I'm not a I, historical I, perspective, Andrew. That's what bankers have been telling yeah. me forever. No, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I, but I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know that the, the death of this Rothschild, Charles Rothschild, that died. Have you seen what has now come out about that family over the last 48 hours? Because basically they've, um, they've released. Well, they've basically, uh, they've, they've, they've sold every asset they've got to get cash. I don't think they've and sold they've every asset now. they have. They have assets well, more than the pope. Well, Okay. Yeah, I don't know. What country did they sell? Let let me put it another way. They've realized an awful lot of cash in a very, very short space of time. And I believe there'll be lots of people that are tied to wind farms. Uh, What about all these people who have invested in um, uh, battery-operated cars? They'll be, you know, they'll be taking their profit. I promise you they'll not be leaving that in those investments. They'll be taking that out and looking for other yeah, ways yeah. to get rid of it. Yeah, the blue, I, I, the I don't blooms for that sure off. At all. Well, 
Yeah, but the bloom's for sure off that rose. Uh, Mercedes announced yesterday, Mercedes announced, who was the most committed to being all-electric by 2030. They announced yep. that they're just scrapping the plans, that whole yeah. plan to be all-electric But what I'm dealing with in the United States, Andrew, with wind yeah. and solar is Inflation Reduction Act money that's already coming out of the taxpayers' coffers. Yeah. This is coming from yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. That's funneling this whole thing. The demand may not be yeah. there, which is probably part of the overall equation is we destroy the infrastructure of reliable electricity. We move to intermittent electricity, and then we have less of a demand. So we just cripple the energy production. Period. Yeah. Well, well, Agreed. you know what's really Trent, you know what's amazing about this? They've borrowed your money in five years' time to do this. That's how ridiculous this is. This Inflation Reduction Act is they mm -hmm. borrowed money from the citizens of the United States of America, and those citizens still haven't paid that money. Oh, That's no. How my my kids is. will be paying that money. And, and we continue to spend at it? that unprecedented rate. That's the what Trent just how, wait, how, though. How, hang on a second, yeah. Andrew, because what Trent just said is the most important thing that could be said, I think. It is. That, that we trained we trained ourselves to spend at that rate and now we're permanently in that we're we're living permanently in that world it's kind of like you know that guy that decides he'll go from drink having a beer after work to 10 beers after work well pretty soon then 20 doesn't seem like such a big deal and he at, at what point do you does he have to admit that he had us a problem right uh, no, 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 but that's where know. that's where you then see all the political parties and their uh, um, and their manifestos or, or their promises converge to the same thing, because at the end of the day, I, I think you'll say that um, if you look at the the rhinos and the and the Democrats, uh, same here with the Conservatives and Labour, they've actually got exactly the same policies now, because that's the only way they can fund themselves. That's yeah. the point. It's all about funding themselves, not funding the people they represent. So that's where I that's why I think people are waking up and that that trend is wrong, that people were very are waking up to that. They're waking up to the fact that they're using their money. We're waking up to the clock is still governing everything that we do. I want to remind you that Dr. Nathan Bryan will explain to you how lightning is relevant to your healthy living. It's all about nitrous oxide in the atmosphere and nitric oxide in your body. There's a great tie there. And if you don't understand or know about that, go to the website, no2u.com, no, number two, letter u.com. Trent is your coupon code, and you can get all of the science behind why I have for now 18 and a half years taking a nitric oxide supplement every single morning. no2u.com. Trent, your coupon code. We're back with the last segment. Roll out after this. Welcome back, Roll Route, Trent Lewis, alongside J. Truett, Andrew Henderson. I just want to explain in financial numbers what I was talking about because I have all the breakdown of the Inflation Reduction Act money subsidies that's going into just wind, just wind, not including solar. Basically, they compensate, they being the government, compensate the wind developer at 26 cents per kilowatt hour to generate electricity wow. via wind. The current wow. capacity 
of wind generation is 37%. So what the 100% would be, they're at 37. And four years ago, it was at 17. So they're really proud that they can't even get the 40%. But the average in the United States per kilowatt hour is 15 cents. My personal on Custer Public Power, thank you, Rick Nelson, is less than nine, nine cents, 8.7 cents. In the peak hours in the summer, we get to 11 cents. But the state, the national average is 15 cents. And the wind developer is getting 26 cents per kilowatt hour. And that's coming from the taxpayer of the future. Wow. My goodness. That's amazing. That, right. I, mean, I hadn't, is, I hadn't that gone that through that. Just, mm. That is absolutely staggering so basically they're nearly paying well they're paying over 50 percent more than it actually costs to, to give electricity from other sources my goodness that, that well is, so that we're money we're back to money laundering right there yeah no so we're back to the point though that we're again though we're subsidized it's another component that we've decided a way to actually subsidize it in an ongoing basis uh again so i pay 11 minimum uh 14 is my peak right uh, but that's only that's pretty rare that we ever actually get to that but um 11 uh well i'm also in texas right so you can shop it every day almost if you want to if you're willing to go through that you're on ERCOT, right uh well the ERCOT is our grid but we can we can buy from everybody i don't know what the bulk rate is but you're still it all comes from ERCOT. No matter yeah, who you everything buy from I do comes from ERCOT. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I, uh, Andrew, I wanted to add one other thing. Say that again. Our cheapest tariff is more than double that. Okay, so the uh, the final thing I want to say about that wind subsidy is that at 40%, if, you, if the wind developer builds a, a wind development center, because I refuse to use the word farm when it comes to wind, a wind development center with 65 turbines, that annual subsidy payment to the wind developer at a 40% capacity is $17,765,280. Um, is that making money? Are they, are they actually dollars. making money, though? Are they actually making money? Because well, those things cost millions of dollars each, right? Okay, so here's the other part of that. This this payment structure, thank you, Matt, for breaking Bobby. that all down for me, but this payment uh -huh. structure is good for 10 years. Once a wind turbine is constructed, it's good for 10 years. At 10 years, they no longer get the subsidy. So what's happening? The wind developer at seven years starts decommissioning, which now I understand costs between 365 and $500,000 per turbine, per turbine, to decommission, and then if they construct and put up a new one, which typically the new ones are taller, they're going to cost more, but then they get another 10-year subsidy. So this yeah. is causing Probably this constant flux and constant taxpayer money. Yeah, we should be loaning money to those guys. That sounds like a game. <laughs> I'm trying to figure yeah, out, also, a, they, a they, 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 out how to get 6%. Also, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would imagine, uh, wait a minute. I would imagine they also get a 40% grant for the actual wind turbine itself. I, I, I bet you there's a grant for the turbine itself. Uh, I, I know that you're right, but I don't have the numbers at my fingertips on that. I will find that. 
forty percent. I think you'll find it's forty percent. It is in the UK. It's forty percent on the app. That makes sense. Turbine itself, and you got to remember that that means that. But who's investing money into those businesses? It's the people that know about what's going to happen. So it's a, it's a basically, it's a, it's a money laundering uh, racket. Well, what's the old what's the old saying in the United States? You know, the reason people rob banks is because that's where the money is. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and people have fi- people have figured out that the government is where the money is, and that they that they're more than happy to give it to them if they just say nice things about them. And more importantly, that you'll you'll support them on all this other agenda that's going on. And again, that's back to where we started this morning on the whole immigration discussion. If anybody ever tells you that that issue is a standalone, oh man, um, immig- right now, just today, this week in the House of Representatives, uh, immigration is being tied to military construction, VA spending, transportation, HUD, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that's, part, that's part of what this whole debate is. You know, we won't, have, we won't pass a farm bill this year. Uh, uh, I, I, I think the odds are 99% chance that we won't, right? I'm not panicked about that. People shouldn't panic about it, but we'll do a a one year extension. And, and the reason we'll do that is because, uh, immigration, Ukraine and Israel will bind up those other issues to the point that Congress can't figure out how to actually really truly proceed. So they'll just keep doing, uh, doing these short shorter term extensions this one will probably last the next one will last till september uh, most likely or maybe october but uh, they're going to want to go home and campaign so they're not going to put themselves in a box uh all all these problems are going to go away jay because you know we just sent a trade delegation to angola Angola, uh, that saves the u.s economy yeah once we start trading agricultural products with angola um, <laughs> the problems are over. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I, you know, uh, so you sent me that, you sent me that press release, right? Um, yeah. Trent sent me right. the press release from USDA. About, yeah. From USDA. Um, if you're Angola, okay. I mean, anybody that's listening today from Angola, um, when you get the deputy secretary, you got nothing. I mean, no offense to that individual. But if a trade delegation comes and it's the the uh, deputy secretary is leading the trade delegation, uh, uh, you're best off not to be part of it. Uh, uh, just tell them to look around while they're here, right? Don't spend a lot of time, money trying to entertain them while they while they come over because it doesn't amount to much. Yeah, it's 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 really pretty sad. I mean, there's there's thirty million people in Angola, more than I thought. There yeah. Would be. Yeah, and well, so there's a couple of things. I mean, we should, probably should have good trade uh, relations with Angola because they do have some natural resources that we care about, and we can we can uh, uh, help them, right? Uh, for all the people that have granite countertops uh, in their house, Angola is one of those key markets, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's I mean, there's things that they do. Um, they're part of the fringe of that oil oil territory. And so they matter. Uh, I, I don't mean to imply that they don't matter, but USDA just told them they don't. Yeah. And <laughs> But we're spending money 
to try to make it look like we do. Oh, yeah, and that'll be like a multiple million dollar trip, right? There's a oh, lot absolutely. of people going on it. I, I mean, yeah. I look down through the list and I go, and I have worked for and know several of those entities, right? And I looked at them, I go like, wow, I know what I used to charge to do that kind of stuff. And uh, what are you going to do when you get there? I mean, Count again, notes. maybe, well, yeah, but we, in the case of Angola, we may have better goats now. Well, we do have better goats. Yeah, we do right? have better goats. So, hey, uh, Jay, I want your take on one other thing before we run out of time. And I've stumbled into this this week. There's a, a government entity called BEAD which is, you know, it's how long have we heard USDA talking about, we're going to get rural broadband, we're going to get better access yeah. to farmers. And now in my home state, we, we get $400 million designated for rural broadband. They're talking about lay, laying fiber optics to farms. I have a mm -hmm. fiber optic cable that comes right there to my mailbox. They sent me a note and said, hey, you got fiber optics at your mailbox. You, you can tap into that. What am I going to do? What, what what good in, in 2024 is a fiber optic at my mailbox when we're talking about precision agriculture, we're talking about autonomous tractors driving themselves around. How am I going to do that with a fiber optic cable laying in the ground? Yeah, I think, I think uh, this is one of those. So uh, does everybody remember Conrad Burns? Right? Oh, absolutely. You know, he drove a team of 40 mules one time. Yeah. And never stopped uh, talking about it. Conrad has long passed away, but one of the great one of the great spokespeople for you know core values in America, I felt like for a lot of years. I agree. Uh, one of the things, though, that now has happened is they took something that Conrad Burns started uh, years and years ago, which was this: uh, the same concept should be applied to the internet that was applied to electrification for rural America. And so they're trying to do they're trying to do all the same ingredients. And and they set that path in motion before we ever even invented most of the technology that exists today. Uh, I I talked to uh, uh, I talked to a person in the Caribbean on a regular basis. He calls me from his Google phone, right? And he's talking to me via Starlink uh, satellite. It's perfectly clear. It's crystal clear, actually, and we don't have any lag. We don't have any delay. Uh, we don't talk for very long, so maybe if it was like a long conversation, it'd be different. Uh, but and I'm that's not a that's not a commercial for Starlink. I'm just saying that Conrad Burns could have never expected, anticipated what this this whole conversation would look like from a technology standpoint. But once government sets itself on a path, it needs. A, it feels like it has to run that course no matter what. Andrew, we got one minute. I want your take on that from the UK. How is Mick Jagger then? How's he doing in, in the Caribbean? Mick, is he okay? He's good. He's good. <laughs> he's he's, he's old. A, he's, he'll be one of those people that will be channeling money for loans. I'm sure of that. Anyway, um, I hope so. Look. At the end of the day, I've listened to what you're saying there, Trent, about fiber optics to your farm. I can't think of anything more ridiculous when you have got Starlink available, to be honest. Uh, I find it extraordinary that that's how the, um, the machine of government still operates. It operates like that here as well. 
antiquated. Yeah. That's the word of the yeah. day. We've successfully journeyed yeah. down the path, connecting food producers to food consumers. For Andrew Henderson, Jay Trudd, I'm Trent Loose. All three of us reminding you, all roads do lead to a roll route. All this discussion about precision agriculture, Apache Sprayers utilizes precision and gets the job done for you. SimpsonFarm.com or HighPlainsApache.com. Check them out today. You'll see what I'm talking about in innovation and service.